Welcome to this podcast from Greater Boston on WGBH2. It is one in a series of interviews with authors conducted by Greater Boston host Emily Rooney. Our podcasts are made possible through the generous contributions of WGBH viewers and listeners like you. Thanks for joining us. And now, here's Emily. Lawrence Lamer wrote the book Madness Under the Royal Palms, Love and Death Behind the Gates of Palm Beach before the Bernie Madoff scandal broke last year. Now, in this month's Boston Magazine, Lamer has a post-Madoff update on what life is like there now that the party is over. And Lawrence Lamer is here. Welcome. Thank you. I was fascinated to read this because we know there's a, uh, a large uh, Jewish community mm. down in Palm Beach that has a lot of Boston roots. But you sure. say, really, the Boston, Boston cultural is really the driving force in Palm Beach, well, the people with Boston roots. It's the elite. It's, it's the cultural elite. Uh, it's the, the most philanthropic. Elite. No, it really is. Yeah. I mean, I hate to flatter How Bostonians. Uh, I, think it was, I think it was the kind of people that came down there. Yeah. Uh, I think the Bostonians, they keep for themselves. They, uh, they compete with each other to be philanthropic yeah. in the Jewish community. If you're wealthy, you almost have to give to charity or else you're ostracized unlike in the WASP community. We definitely see that here, but I didn't know that it had transferred like that to uh, Oh yeah, I mean, the charitable, I mean, if this had happened, if there's a Bath and Tennis is the restricted WASP, the Bath and <laughs> yeah. Tennis and the Everglades. Yeah. If, if Bernie Madoff had been a WASP, yeah. uh, there wouldn't be all the enormous losses to charity. Yeah. Because it's just, it's not a community that is, I mean, in Palm Beach, since the, the massive in, influx of Jewish, wealthy Jewish residents mm -hmm. in the last 15 years, the Kravitz Center, the Cultural Center, the, the Norton Art Museum, all this thing, it's Jewish money. You were talking about in the opening bit of the uh, article of Boston Magazine, a year ago at this uh, fundraiser for, I think it was Beth Israel, and all those people, Carl and Ruth Shapiro are there, Robert Jaffe yeah. is there. I mean, fast forward a year, I mean, all those people, I mean, you were there when yeah, was there. this broke. What, what happened? What, how did it go? Was it well, like wildflower? Well, no, I was at this, uh, this Club Colette, which is the yeah. private club, and it was two Decembers doing ago. Doing some research. Yeah, on, yeah. yeah. And doing research for my book, Madison Under the Royal Palms, and it was a $2,500 a plate yeah. to raise a, a million dollars for, Br for Brigham Hospital that saved the owner's life. He had a, a, right, a, yeah. a tumor in his brain, mm -hmm. and it was incredible. I was invited. I didn't pay, I didn't pay you the You didn't pay the fee? I, no, pay. Right. I admit it. I admit it. <laughs> but it was an incredible evening. And I sat with some of the Jewish elite yeah. of Boston. And I was going out night after night to these parties, parties and was bored to death with it. And there was just a, such an energy and intellectual excitement yeah. at that table. It was a world I would have, you know, I liked to be a party. It was sure. a wonderful evening. And to imagine, almost precisely the day later, I was, ha I was going out to dinner with a friend of mine, Herb Graves from Boston, who mm -hmm. lives downtown, dear friend of mine. And as I went there, I got a call saying about Bernie Madoff, the scandal. We had dinner, and he picks up the phone and uh, call, call, calls Bob Lapham, who's from Massachusetts. Yep. And Bob had money in his charity we and know. money in uh, his pension fund for his company. He'd lost all that. It was the beginning of this incredible scandal that has so devastated this community. You, know, you talk about how uh, the Jewish community down there is really tiered by wealth and the lower tier may have $20 million, but don't associate with the people who have hundreds of millions of dollars. Yet, it seems like Bernie Madoff cut through that. I mean, there were people who had only a few million right. dollars, or maybe tens of millions right. of dollars, who were in, who were invested with him. How did that happen? Well, the Palm Beach Country Club, basically, here, here is this place that was restricted. 
where if you were if you were a German Jew at the, at the in the early years of the 20th century, you were you were accepted. You were the lead aristocratic German Jew. You'd come down in your in your own train car. You'd spend a, spend a month in Palm. You were you were men like. Uh, uh, Flo Ziegfeld or Mr. Botch, these people, they, they were accepted. In 1944, Mr. Sonnenbend, who, who yeah. was from Boston, mm -hmm. famous name, who was a war hero in World War I, he bought the Whitehall Hotel, which was the old Flagler mansion with the, mm -hmm. with the building attached, Sun and Surf, which was a kind of modest beach club, and what became the Palm Beach Country Club. And so you had a whole new kind of Jewish arrival, provincial Jews from, from Ohio or from towns in Pennsylvania. They were treated a different way. They were not so welcome. And they became basically a ghetto within Palm Beach with their own country club, their own hotel, their own beach club. Mm. And this became a different world. And then this country club is, cr is created. And at the Stockholm Syndrome, where you, you if you're a prisoner, yeah. you identify yeah. with the person that captures you. Well, here is, here is the Jewish people not allowed to go into the country club, being looked down upon. So what do they do? They create their country club basically in the image of the Wasp Club. They're just as snooty to mm -hmm. Jews who aren't mm -hmm. members as the Wasp are snooty to them. Mm -hmm. Even within the club itself, there are four or five, yeah. five different levels. And uh, I guess my question is, so how did he break through? Because, I mean, people were clamoring to meet him, as you, as you say right. in your article. I mean, they please introduce me. But So, I mean, he, he did cut across a lot of different... Well, levels. first getting into that club, you see, when he bought his place in 94, 96, he gets into the club. Now, get into yeah. it. It's the most difficult club to get into in Palm Beach. You have to give a lot of money to, mm -hmm. to charities, mainly to, to, to Israel and to other Jewish charities and to others. To and even you, be considered for the club? Yeah, to be considered for the club. Yeah. You have to give several hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. You have to, you can't be a slumlord. Mm -hmm. the, the Gordons from Boston, mm -hmm. they're not members. The, 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 his father was a slum, quote-unquote really? quote slumlord in Boston. Mm -hmm. They aren't members of the club. Uh, you can't be in the garbage business. See, so once you get in, well, yeah, okay, that's, all right. That's the look. Okay. So once you get inside, yeah. then you're totally accepted, mm -hmm. and that's with Bernie Madoff. Once yeah. he's inside, he had to be an honorable person. There was a Korean businessman who three years ago cheated people out of over a hundred million dollars. He was an outsider, but Bernie Madoff. Uh, I like to think of him as the, as the Jewish Warren Buffett. It's just as devastating and as unthinkable as if tomorrow we read in the paper that Warren Buffett was a total scam. Mm -hmm. Now, Robert Jaffe, hmm. who is the Shapiro's son-in-law. Right. Do you believe, you sat with him at this right. infamous dinner that you started yeah, yeah, yeah. writing about over a little bit over a year ago. Do you think he's involved in this? Well, his friends say about him, their defense of him is he's too stupid to do this. Now, I hope if I'm aggressive to some crime, they, they, they won't say, well, Larry's just too stupid to do it. I mean, I hope they'll <laughs> we'll find some other defense. Yeah. But that's the defense, that he's just as kind of, he's very upset at, that he's portrayed in this, in this, in this magazine article as, as considering the, he looks like an aging gigolo. Yeah. Well, it's a precisely, you said that, I know. It was like, wow. But it's precisely what he looks like. Yeah. I, don't, I don't say he is a gigolo. Yeah. I say he looks like an aging gigolo. <laughs> he, has the, he, has the, he has that kind of look to him. And everybody says, wow, Larry, you got it exactly right. And so he was the person you went to see to get in, in, in with Madoff. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't have to sell. It sold yeah. itself. What's going on there now? Like, for instance, this big Dana-Farber ball is coming up on February 21st. Right. Are all these people going to be there? I mean, this is the big event of the season, usually. What's going to happen there? Well, first of all, it was black tie. Now it's no longer black tie. The egos of these people are involved, the, ch the chairman, the, ch the chairs. A lot of these events should basically should be canceled because maybe half the number mm -hmm. of people are going. But they paper the room because it's about their egos. And there's immense anger now. In this book of my madness under the royal palms, I was a couple of weeks ago. I was showing a French television team around the island, and they rented a convertible. And we were driving. We drove north of the island, 
And I was driving very carefully because here's this camera mm -hmm. around you, wiggling this camera on. It didn't have a seatbelt on. And I'm just come up to the Palm Beach Country Club. I'm going to turn left into the club and we'll just drive through the driveway and take, you know, mm -hmm. film it and, and drive out. I didn't realize I'm being tailed by an enormous SUV. And as I turn to go, out, go left, this SUV comes roaring into the left lane, turns and almost hits us and comes squealing to a halt. What I'd been told by the police chief that my life was in danger because of my book, mm. and I thought he was joking, but he said I should have security. So I was scared and, and put the car in reverse and left. So there's anger. The anger should be toward people like Madoff. It shouldn't be yeah, toward journalists. Yeah, I'm not sure why they're after you. Well, they're, they're mad at anybody. They're yeah. mad at journalists. There are a lot of journalists in Palm Beach, so yeah. they're angry at them. Oh, this is fascinating. All right, menace under the royal madness, palm. Madness, madness. madness. Isn't that what I said? So I thought you said menace. It could be no, madness. No, madness. Madness under the, okay. <laughs> madness okay. under the royal palms. Okay. Lawrence Lamer, thanks so much for coming. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast, one in a series of interviews conducted by Greater Boston host Emily Rooney. We invite you to watch Greater Boston weeknights on WGBH2 at 7 p.m. and again at midnight. The program is also available through Comcast On Demand.